0: I'm Hector Tan, and welcome to Property Bites. We cover the latest developments in Singapore's real estate market, alongside expert analysis for the Knight Frank Singapore team. Today we are going to talk about overseas properties. We have our Head of International Project Marketing, Nicholas Kiong, to speak with us on the international market. Hi, Nicholas.
1: Hi, Hector. Thank you for
0: having me. Well, thank you for joining us today and welcome to our podcast understand that you and your team are focused on the UK market and the situation in UK is very different right now. For example, the lockdown and Brexit in recent times. Have you been affected by these events and how do you see the overseas buyer interest evolve since the start of 2020 up to now?
1: Well, following several years of political uncertainty surrounding Brexit as well as several tax changes along the way, we saw a market that has repriced over the last four years. And towards the second half of 2019, there was optimism building in the market in the lead-up to the UK general election and a a build-up of pent-up demand. Um, The strong general election result produced a generally positive outlook that continued to start in 2020, where we closed on several larger ticket transactions, and we expected this momentum to continue through the rest of the year. Unexpectedly, of course, the world was hit with COVID-19 and with the world going into their own forms of lockdowns, the ability to meet with our buyers, conduct face-to-face activities came to a halt. You know, Fortunately, um, the wider range of digital tools available enabled our agents to engage with buyers in a meaningful way, presenting opportunities through virtual viewings, educating our buyers via webinars on the market, taxation and mortgages, really helping them make more informed decisions. Ultimately, the underlying demand from Singaporean property investors persisted for residential property in key gateway cities, especially so for London. This was in part driven by familiarity, process and rule of law, and the draw, of course, of the world-class universities for parents to send their children abroad. Combined with the higher purchasing power and low interest rate environment, these continue to be key drivers of demand uh, for London property.
0: Well, let's talk about superprime property. Now, what defines a superprime property?
1: Well, superprime property is, of course, defined in, by its location, but generally properties north of 10 million uh, British pounds. And
0: despite the lockdown, our colleagues in the London office reported that since January last year, there was about £1.13 billion spent on London's superprime property. This was 16% higher than a figure of £977.5 million recorded in 2019.
1: Would you say this increase is rather surprising? To be honest with you, Hector, I'm not surprised at all. Super prime property is extremely rare and rarely comes onto the market. And given the interest rate environment that I alluded to earlier, as well as uh, the sterling pound remaining quite suppressed against most major currencies and the appeal of of London to international buyers, um, it's no surprise that investors, amidst the uncertainty uh, in the world, gravitate towards real assets, um, super prime property being one of them as stores of value. How do you think the market has evolved over the years since, let's say, 10
0: or five years back?
1: Superprime property has always been highly sought after. It's a real asset that ultra-high net worth individuals still see as part of their portfolios as a long-term store of value. You know, there's been more wealth created in the world than ever before, which continues to move across borders. And with more ultra-high net worth individuals based in London than any other global city, and the propensity to invest in real assets, the super prime market is one that is highly contested, more so than ever before. Especially with the adoption of technology and digital tools, making it even more accessible.
0: Now, what are some key areas in London to look out for? Is it places like Mayfair,
1: Knightsbridge? Well, London's super prime markets generally found around Hyde Park, such as Mayfair, Knightsbridge, Marlebone, Kensington. Chelsea, Belgravia, and Bayswater, but they also extend to areas of Notting Hill, St. John's Wood, and even Hampstead. What can we expect property prices to be like post-pandemic? Lack of supply of superprime property has cushioned prices. However, prime sales are back to pre-pandemic levels, and as a result, our research is forecasting 3% growth um, in 2021, with a cumulative growth forecast over the next five years of 25%. Now, what about the rental market in London? How has it been reacting to recent events? To be honest with you, the rental market has been challenging and seen a decline in rents due in part to the absence of university, overseas university students and overseas corporates, but also due to a surge in supply as landlords switched from holiday lets to long-term rentals. Um, we, of course, expect this to reverse once a vaccine is in play and international travel resumes and the overseas corporate and student markets return.
0: With the lockdown in place and working from home, I believe buyer preferences have changed remarkably. Now, what are some of the changes in demand you have seen?
1: Well, the health pandemic really saw home buyers and renters reevaluate their living arrangements, re-emphasising this notion of my home, my sanctuary, where we saw priorities shift with, a more, with more emphasis placed on access to outside space, such as green parks, waterways, balconies and terraces. This included accommodation that, that was new and fresh with more space and within developments that offer an array of amenities such as residents' lounges, where residents could work from home outside of their own apartment, cinemas and rooftop areas, which in turn drove investment decisions from our buyers here in Singapore. You know, our country division had an amazing year, driven predominantly by the domestic market, with a desire for more space, both indoors and outdoors. What will be interesting is if this will sustain as we emerge from the pandemic and the eventual return to the office environment, at least partially, if not in full. Interest in UK property from overseas buyers is surging as
0: investors look to take advantage of the current stamp duty holiday, which ends this year, March 31st. Now, for the benefit of our listeners, could you elaborate more on the conditions for the stamp duty holiday?
1: Yeah, the stamp duty holiday has certainly been a catalyst for buyers to move forward with their purchase decision. Um, The stamp duty holiday applies to the base rate on properties worth up to £500,000, where purchasers under this threshold will pay 0% stamp duty. For buyers purchasing above this threshold, they still stand to benefit from a maximum of £15,000. Second home buyers and investors will also benefit the same. However, the 3% buy-to-let and second home surcharge will still apply. As a result, we have seen investors, by and large, look for properties within the qualifying thresholds, either built complete or nearing completion ahead of the March 2021 deadline.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Property Bytes. I'm Hector Tan, and for the latest updates on the Singapore's real estate landscape, follow us on social media on LinkedIn or at nightfrank.com.sg.